This is the Horse Radio Network. Well, good morning, everybody. We have the week off this week, so we'll be bringing you some blasts from the past. For new listeners, these episodes will be new for you. For longtime listeners, it is a trip down memory lane. Today, we bring you an episode from two years ago, June the 4th, 2018. Remember when we were all allowed to travel without getting sick? Well, Jen and I had just gotten back from two weeks in Alaska after visiting with several listeners, including ice road trucker Lisa Kelly. This is the episode where we told you all about it. Hope you enjoy and be safe. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. everybody and i am glenn the geek back in ocala florida yes and i'm jamie jennings back in phoenix arizona and you're listening to horses in the morning on the horse radio network for june 4th episode 1945 good morning horse world it's monday monday is my favorite time of year this is horses in the morning with your lovable hosts jamie jennings I am the queen. You listen to me. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Glenn the Geek. You look especially radiant today, your grace. I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough and doggone it, people like me. Happy Monday. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on this first live back in about two weeks. Uh, Thanks to Jamie and all of your fellow co-hosts for holding down the fort while we were gone. I looked at a a map of the U.S. Not that I needed to, like, see a map of the U.S. to know where you were. But where you are and where you were, that is like half a planet apart. It is. (laughs) (laughs) How far was that flight? Where did you fly? How, How was the travel? You know, it's only about 11 hours total, uh, but then, you know, we, we flew from Anchorage to, or actually flew from here to Portland to Anchorage, but we, because of flight schedules, both ways, we had to do it over two days. So we ended up staying one night in Portland and one night in Seattle on the trips back and forth, which was, which was fine. I mean, it was, it was fine. We didn't get to see any of those cities, unfortunately, except for the inside of a hotel room. Uh, and we would love to see both of those cities, but uh, we'll talk yeah. a little bit more about some neat people we got to meet from up there. Eleven hours, you could like I could get to Australia and almost that. I know it's a long <laughs> way up there. <laughs> so like, far, Alaska's way up there. Yeah. <laughs> and from Florida, yeah. it's a long way, and you either got to like, go through Chicago or out the West Coast and up. It um, was less for me to get to Ireland, by the way, <laughs> than really? it took you to get to Alaska from Florida. Yeah. <laughs> So we flew to Chicago, and I think it was like nine hours to Ireland. You, you don't realize how long it is up there. And Jennifer survived on a plane that long. I was shocked. And we, we had fairly smooth rides, so that helped. Uh, well, good. Yeah. Well, good. Let's see. Jennifer, are you are you there? Is this true? I saw you eat salmon, and I... <laughs> for some reason, that video... You know how your news feed just keeps... Uh, when you log on to Facebook, there's always certain <laughs> things that are first. That was first... 
for like four days. I finally had to just hide the post because I got so tired of seeing yeah, Jennifer anyway. try salmon. <laughs> Which I'm you, part of seeing me try salmon. <laughs> it didn't go so well, from what I understand. Yeah. We don't like fish of I any kind, it. but, you know, it is the capital of salmon when you go up there. That's all they talk about. That's all oh, they yeah. talk about. That's well. That's uh, that's what I did when I was in Alaska is I went salmon fishing. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, yeah. And the guides... Did you just throw them back? <laughs> oh, my God. You want to see some dudes freak out? Watch me catch a salmon and then go, yay, here we go, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Did they like oh my uh, God. shackle the you guides. and throw you on shore? They're like, you can't let him go. It's salmon. I'm like, go, buddy. Yay. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. You want to see some grizzly men freak out? Uh-huh. That's what happens. <laughs> well, we didn't like it. You could have thrown it back on our account. So, and I know we just yeah. pissed off half the audience who love salmon, but I just, we're not fish lovers. And Jennifer had to take one for the team because Jemmy Why? made me eat sushi on the last trip. And I okay, had to try see, sushi. But you made Jen eat tofu when you were at my house. Well, we, so we, I feel we're like back and forth. Not... I had to eat sushi last. She had to eat salmon this time. Hey, there's no way in hell she would have tried raw fish sushi. What type of sushi did you eat? I have no idea, but it was awful. <laughs> I hope she got you some like gross eel or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she likes all that sushi stuff. Jemmy does, and oh, it was awful. Oh, I love going to sushi. I don't actually eat the sushi; I eat veggie rolls. But the experience is way fun. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Jennifer, tell us what's on today's show. We're getting derailed. What's coming up. Yeah, yeah, off the rails. Coming up on today's Omega Alpha Equine Monday edition. I will say it again to make up for lost time. Equine. Glenn is going to provide a completely <laughs> random review of the great Alaska 30th anniversary trip, as you have It involves written. horses. Just saying. There we go. And Victoria Bielik stops by with, with some beginning of the hurricane season evacuation tips from her book, Plan, Prepare, and Implement. You can buy it for yourself and have it at home. And the Wacky World of Horse Nation is going to provide a plenty of get-out-of-town equine sarcasm. So stay tuned for the fray, folks. Did did you guys see, by the way, that I was um, a part of a post on Horse Nation and then it was shared on Eventing yes, Nation? See that, I'm the, like the super famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing kids' helmets. That was very cute. I love yeah, how and- every one of your faces matched the helmet. <laughs> That's perfect. I did Totally didn't do that. I just realized the reason I was wearing glasses in it is because I took a selfie with like the troll helmet on and I realized how tired I look. So I put my glasses on. <laughs> just trying to hide the bags. I was like, God, I look awful. Glasses. <laughs> Well, I have a whole lot of people to thank for uh, helping out on our trip to Alaska. Lisa Kelly, Emily, and Phil Paramentor. Paramentor? I never did learn how to say your last name, Emily, so I apologize for that. John and the Horse Drawn Carriage Company up there in Anchorage, and also to Patty, Auditor Patty, and her husband Jerry and Auditor Corinna. We we met them. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but I want to thank all of them. Also, Dave Jackson. Uh, I want to congratulate him for being inducted into the Podcasting Hall of Fame. They only take four or five every year, and uh, he was awarded that this year. He's one of my mentors and been uh, really an inspiration to me in the entire 10 years I've been doing this. I listen to his show every week called The School of Podcasting, and he's a good friend of Jennifer and I's, and we just want to congratulate Dave for being inducted. 
There's a Hall of Fame for podcasting. There is. There is. And it's awarded every year at the big podcasting conference this year in Philadelphia. So he'll be... Is he like the guy in the Hall of Fame for podcasting? No, there's uh, there's been three or four classes before him. So he's probably, you know, one of the first 20 inducted. You have to be in uh, podcasting for 10 years, and then you have to be nominated and voted on by all the whatever. Is this like a life goal of yours? Uh, no, I'll never be in the podcasting Hall of Fame. You have to be nominated by all of the people who are in the know in podcasting, and they don't know who we are. So that's like, that's <laughs> okay. gonna, he does a show about podcasting, so uh, that puts him more in the know. But yeah, no, we'll never be in. <laughs> Just saying. Hashtag Just being honest. Balls. <laughs> well, get the sound ready because my daily Winnie is going to go out to Chile. I've been saving this until you got back. But <laughs> it was really early. Um, so Horse Nation did an international lesson horse essay contest. Do you know when we talked a little I bit about it with about I that think, a while back? Yeah, yeah. Well, they finally had International Lesson Horse Day and you guys were gone. But I wanted to let you know that Chile was one of the grand prize winners. Really? Yes, we we won nothing, but um, we did get our, our essay published. Do you guys want to hear it? It's really short. Yeah, sure. Okay, <clears throat> I'm going to try not to cry. <sighs> okay, so it's International Lesson Horse Essay winner, Chili. Chili Pepper came into my life almost 10 years ago. As a former rodeo queen parade horse, he had seen it all. Those years in the rodeo circuit had also taken their physical toll on Chili, and he wasn't the newest or shiniest penny, but he shined enough for us. Chili has taught a hundred young girls and boys how to mount up, steer, walk, trot, and canter. He has been the first love for so many children, nurturing that deep-seated love for a horse that will last a lifetime. Never has he ever taken advantage or been naughty to a child. He loves kids and makes sure to be slow and gentle with them. My four-year-old son is now his primary rider as Chili can't carry much weight anymore. He's lost most of his teeth, has arthritis in his knees, hocks, and back, and has Cushing's disease. But through all of that, I know that if I have my son on his back, he is safe. He is worth every penny we spend keeping him happy and comfortable. Some say he's lucky to have us, but I know the truth. We are the lucky ones. Oh, let's see what Chili has to say. <laughs> he says the same thing every time. Cry. Did you I'm, notice that? I started sweating reading that. Well, it's weird. I, it's <laughs> weird that you've had him for that long. I can't believe it. I, You know what I realized, too? What's really weird is that I've been in Arizona for over 10 years. And I was supposed to just like come here for a little. I don't know. I and and that's also really weird is I have no desire to go back to Atlanta at all, <laughs> like less than zero. So you like know, considering the temperature difference. Um, we'll oh my that. gosh, it was 107 yesterday. What is wrong with this place? Sorry. <laughs> so I was looking at the map as we were flying over your new home, going to be your new home, the other day, and in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. and I didn't realize that I. I just didn't realize Oklahoma was that much in the middle of the country. You know, I kept thinking, and I don't know why, because you don't look at the map all the time, right? And you just kind of fly over those states. Sorry, everybody lives there. And it just didn't, it didn't dawn on me how much, how much further east that is from where you are now. 
It is. Yeah. Chad yeah. actually drove there on Friday and it took him like 17 hours or 16 oh, yeah, hours. It's a long way from like, where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he 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 did the drive. Yeah, it, there's actually a song called "Fly Over States" by Jason Aldean. You may sing some of it because it's no, all that's about. Okay. That's, what right, you that's just right. That's right. That's right. That's the only comment <laughs> I really wanted to make about. I, I mean, you 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 brought it up. <laughs> now, now about Alaska. <laughs> so we got we uh, first day we get to Anchorage. Uh, we end up going up to Lisa. Remember Ice Road truck, Trucker Lisa Kelly. Yes, we all remember her. Yeah. Well, she was kind enough to invite us up to her house, and she lives uh, north of Anchorage. So we went up there, and Lisa has this—she has the quirkiest place, and it is so cool that she's kind of built for herself there. And uh, she has a multitude of horses. <clears throat> she loves her horses. And the show was canceled last year, so she's in between gigs right now and just enjoying—she does horse heat like 12 hours a day. Uh, she built this new barn. It's heated, you know, so she can hang out there all the time. She has it fully heated for the horses and for her um, because she's in there all the time. And Lisa's a, a herb nut. So she has uh, all the horses get herbs of multi multiple kinds. And she has it down to a science. She knows all these herbs inside. I didn't know that about her. Um, so it was interesting to learn a little bit more about that. Dr. Wendy would be so proud. <laughs> She's an apothecary. <laughs> yes, she is. She pretty much is. And she had that, uh, she had it down to a science. Wouldn't you say, Jennifer, it, she could be an apothecary. She had that many herbs there. Um, it, oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. It, it, it was cray-cray. Yeah, it was nuts. So, but she she knows but, it but all. Look, for, look forward to seeing Lisa on uh, Horse Tip Daily, though, because the I love her barn. I'm sorry, it's quirky, but I love it. I want it. Yeah, she invented because she built the barn. She had all of these things that she had built into it that were something I've never seen before. And they were all these little holes and nooks and crannies, so she could stuff stuff in the top, and it would come out the bottom just where she needed it, and she could refill it, and not have to refill it very. It was just the coolest thing. You have to listen to some of her tips on North Tip Daily. She did things that I've never seen before in a barn. So that was kind of interesting. But that day, uh, we took out one of her horses driving. We, we drove that day, and I got to drive a Mini for the first time. Or one of her cute Did little Did you minis. giggle the entire time? Oh, my God. I'll post a video on horses in the morning today. I giggled the whole time because this, it was a full-size horse that her and Jennifer were on the cart with, and I was with the Mini behind. And the Mini had to trot to keep up, but was keeping up the whole time. And little trot, ding, 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 ding. and this was a tiny mini. <laughs> it was funny. It was. I rode in hilarious. a cart with a mini, and I couldn't stop laughing because oh. it, it was just the funniest. I thing. laughed the whole time. And you know, this mini, <laughs> I got to tell tell you, Lisa has these horses trained. I mean, trained. This mini was just power steering, power brakes. I barely had contact at all with this. You didn't need to. She had barely had a contact with her horse either. Uh, they were very well trained. I got to give her kudos for that. But that was kind of neat. We got to go out driving and had lunch together and got to see the beautiful scenery on the way back and forth to her house it was just gorgeous. Of course, there's not bad scenery in Alaska. Pretty much it's all beautiful scenery. And then the next day, we went from driving minis, we went to Emily, who is one of our auditors, invited us up, and her husband, Phil, invited us to the farm of John and the Horse-Drawn Carriage Company. She is a driver for the carriage company that does the carriage rides in Anchorage. 
and has been okay, for that's years a, and, and years. she listens to our show. She's way cooler than us. Yeah. Oh, no, they're we all way cooler than us. They're, they're all way cooler than us. She's pregnant, by the way, about four or five months, I think. So she's not driving right now. But she has been doing that for like 10 years in uh, Anchorage, driving for this carriage company. And we got to meet John, who is probably 85 um, and just one of the toughest old horse guys you'll ever meet. Had about... 10 Percherons there. And so we went from driving, I went from driving a Mini to the next day, we were with, get this, a 19-hand, 2,400-pound Percheron. Wow. It was one big horse. And he took us out in a wagon all around the neighborhood. It was really pretty where, where they live. above. They were also above Anchorage. And it was beautiful. And John is a character. It was, it was neat getting to talk to him for a long time. And Emily and Phil were there. And it was just a lovely afternoon. And, of course, you know, I got to hang out with Percherons again, which was such a joy. We, have, we posted pictures of that. And we'll, uh, I don't know if we posted on Horses in the Morning, so we'll make sure to do that, too. Is this still your daily Winnie? Yeah. No, no. I'm talking okay. about the trip. Um, so, so that was fun. We got to, we got to drive the, the super huge Percheron and coming from driving a mini to the Percheron the next day was kind of a shock. It was just, it was just surreal to be honest. I can't. Yeah. To just to see like this tiny, I mean, the mini thing is, and then you jump up to the, oh, wow. That's and, amazing. Know, and of course the cart's much higher for the Percheron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the wagon was, uh, it was fun. And John was so, he took us out for probably an hour, hour and a half driving around up there in the, in the woods, in the mountains there. Did it you was get just to drive? Cool. Did they just actually, just I the didn't drive that day because I was still a little worried about my shoulder. If the, if the horse had done anything, I probably wouldn't have been able to stop him because I still have a little pain in the shoulder. But the mini, you know, was like not going anyplace. <clears throat> so I did not drive <laughs> that day. It would have been fun to do that though. Uh, and then, uh, on the way home, uh, the, so that was our horsey adventure. Then we got on the cruise and did the cruise, which, uh, which was super fun. And of course, the scenery is just out of this world the whole time you're on the cruise. And we got to do a lot of neat ports. We didn't do anything else horsey related on the cruise. We, matter of fact, I don't know that we saw any horses. We saw all the other animals. But That's because you were on an Alaskan cruise, babe. There's really probably no horses, no horses. around. There were not a lot of horses. Um, no. But we did then, on the way back, stop in Seattle, and a couple of our auditors, Patty and her husband, Jerry, and then Corinna, met us for dinner. And it was it was lovely to see them. We got to spend a couple hours, and Corinna drove in Seattle traffic about two hours to get to us. Um, and it was just, it was a lovely dinner, and it was nice to get the, you know, it's always, as you know, nice to sit down with listeners and pick their brains a little bit and just get to know them better, because they all know us. You know, but we don't know them very well, just from what we read on the auditor page. Uh, so that was really nice to get to do that. So we, we had an overall just fantastic trip and very relaxing and got to chill out. I forgot about work. You, you know, it usually takes me two or three days to chill out on a vacation. For yeah. some reason, the flight up there chilled me right out because I think it was so long. So, <laughs> How much did you drink on the flight? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't drink anything, actually, but it just, it you can't work on a flight, right? You can't even think about working. So when you're on a flight for basically two days, it just, it ju I was just ready for vacation. Then I didn't really yeah. think about you at all. Oh, uh, so. <laughs> that's good. I'm proud of you because when I was in Wyoming, I didn't really didn't think of you. <laughs> See? See? It's cool. I knew that you were <laughs> back here, that you and Jemmy had things under control. And this was the first vacation we've taken, 
I believe, unless you correct me, that there was actually shows going on while we were gone. I think it's yeah. first time, 10 years. I'm really, really happy to continue to make get paid when you go on vacation. I like <laughs> it. There you go. Well, that seemed to work out. Thank you to Jemmy for filling in at all the shows. She helped out with everything. She did a great job. She was so funny. There were some things where, like, I found this, uh, and we talked about this on the show, but I found this dressage tips um, from Ingrid Klumpke, and I, I'm reading them, and, and before the show, she goes, are these, are these real or are they supposed to be funny? It's <laughs> like this this is real. These are real tips. She was like, "Oh my god, I just she's like, I don't even know." <laughs> she's It's yeah. so fun to be around somebody who's clearly like 1 million percent not horsey and owns it, you right. know? Right. Right. Which is what why that makes that so fun, I think. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And she does ask me questions when she's editing shows or proofing or whatever. She goes, "Is that really supposed to be in there?" Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real thing. That's that's one of our stupid (laughs) horsey things. So thank you to Jemmy for for holding down the fort and keeping everything going, too. She's not listening to the show. Don't worry about it. Oh, she does listen, actually. She probably is listening this morning. She does listen in. Um, One of the other things that happened on our flight home was we, we had TV on the flight home, and NBC was on, and it was Saturday, and I noticed Dark Horses was on. And I know that one of the auditors posted, or somebody posted it last week, that this was going to be on. And what it is, it was a documentary done about uh, the competition between Easy Goer and Sunday Silence back in the 1980s, I think, late 80s. 89. And 89, right. And they did this documentary, and Jennifer and I both watched it uh, on separate phones on the way home, and it was terrific. Jamie, did you see it? Okay, I'm going to be honest here. I thought it was this coming Saturday, and so I'm completely devastated because the Sunday Silence Easy Goer rivalry is the first thing, I was 12 years old, the first thing that got me into horse racing, and Easy Goer just owned my heart, just owned my heart. And um, I, I have a picture of him in my office right now, actually breezing, <laughs> but it's odd. But Easy Goer was the catalyst for me. After Easy Goer, I wanted a chestnut thoroughbred. That was what I wanted. And this is back in the day where like OTTBs weren't cool, you know, um, and all I wanted was an off the track thoroughbred. And we found a chestnut thoroughbred with a star. That's what I wanted. Chestnut thoroughbred with a star, 16 hands. And boom, here, I'm like, I don't let children shop by color. And here I was like the total <laughs> shop by color girl because I wanted my own easy goer. And you know what? I had that horse for 18 years. So uh, it worked out great. Um, but I, I, I'm just... I've got to find this on NBC because there's so much more to the story that I I didn't absorb as a 12 year old. So it was amazing. The story really, it was about the horses, but it was about the owners because there was such a rivalry inner family rivalry. I don't want to give too much away for people who have no idea, but the story truly was about the owner, about the owners and trainers of these horses. Um, And I had forgotten all of that stuff. So this was like watching it for the first time. And then you kind of forget, you know, how the races came down to, because it's been so long. But it was fascinating, well done. It kept you at the end. Even if you knew the story, it kept you on the edge of your seat the whole way through. They interviewed all the major players. They had them all on this documentary. And it was just, it was terrific. I don't know. Jennifer, what do you want to add to that? 
uh, have tissues on hand. Oh God. See, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. So, I mean, my mom, I was at summer camp for the Derby that, no, for the Belmont that year, because I'd watched the, pre- the Derby and then I'd watch the Preakness, but I was at summer camp for the Belmont. And so my mom recorded it. Don't give it I away. Remember, oh. I'm not, I'm not going to give it away. Obviously, you know, Sunday silence did not win because right. we did not have, he's not a triple crown winner, but oh my God, I was a, bawling at the end of the race. I can't even imagine watching this. Okay. I don't know if I can do it. I think I'll cry too much. We got, it was fun because this, this one, it's a very short film. I don't think it's even an hour hour long, Yeah, but you get goosebumps and tears in the same documentary. It's awesome. You get goosebumps in this in the first minute that it was very, I don't, I don't know who did it. I'd have to look that up, but let's find them. Let's get them on the show. It was very well done. It was very well done. I highly recommend it. If you missed it, go look. Just go look for it. It's called Dark Horses. It was on NBC, so it's probably on NBC On Demand. But you definitely want to take a look for that. It was uh, very well done. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I would just cry, cry, cry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk. uh, Jennifer, why don't we talk a little bit about Omega Alpha, and then you have to get our first guest on here. People are really stressed out right now. This might not come as a surprise, but your horse gets stressed out too. Every horse experiences stress caused by things like exercise, environmental conditions like the weather, or their everyday surroundings. Travel causes horses stress, just like in humans, and even simple diet changes. All of these variables contribute to the stress levels of your horse. This might also come as a surprise, but you can help reduce the negative impacts of stress by feeding your horse chromium every day. By lowering the levels of stress hormone cortisol and optimizing energy use, feeding chromium results in improved body upkeep, health, performance, and overall well-being. But this part is important. Don't just feed any chromium. Feed your horse the only FDA-reviewed source of chromium on the market today, Chemtrace Chromium from Chemin. Ask for it by name and stress less. Learn more about Chemtrace Chromium at Chemin.com slash Chromium EQ. All right, Jennifer's going to get our first guest on here. Hey, I do, just real quick, I'll tell you while she's getting the guest on that I came up with a really good idea and I would like everybody to send positive vibes to me for this. So Precious Magic Gallop Jennings needs to go find her forever home. It's time. She's I've trained her for a year. I feel like I've got her prepared. The, the two things that she does is she still puts her tongue over the bit and she hates having her right front leg picked up because it was hey, wait rotten. A minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Think about what show you're on. Are you supposed to be honest about the ad? Remember? I know. I'm. I, I know. I'm. I can't lie about this. I just. I've read too many bad ads where I just have to be like. I know so, it's so hard, are, right? Like, her two like weird things because her right front was rotten when I first started, and I went to pick it and I poked it and found blood. It just, so she's really funny about the right front, and she puts her tongue over the bit. Everything else, she's really good at. Um, she's. Our ground manners are impeccable. She is measured at 13.3. So I'm like, what can I, what is the best thing for her to do? And I put up some sale ads on Facebook and I'm getting people here and there, but selling horses sucks. It sucks worse than buying horses and buying horses sucks. Oh, haven't you put the Craigslist ad up yet, Jamie? No, I'm not putting her on Craigslist. (laughs) It's just not going to (laughs) happen. I'm going to go to Dream Horse. But you know what? I've thought of something. Awesome. There is a therapeutic riding 
down the street from me. And they have a covered arena and they take wonderful care of their horses. And my vet is their vet. So I contacted them and they're going to, and, and they don't buy horses. They would just, I would just donate her. Um, but I would donate Precious Match Gal Jennings to go and possibly be a therapy horse. Well, and she's the right size for kids, for sure. She is amazingly perfect. They, they are actually really excited. The problem that they have is that she's four. Right. And I they was said just they she's really, still somewhat green. She is she's four years old. She's very young, but her manners are impeccable. And I told her, I said, yes, she is only four years old and she has only been trained by me for a year. But trained by me for a year is like five for most horses. <laughs> so I'm like, I mess with that horse every day. So uh I feel like this would be a really good thing for her to do. So positive thoughts that she goes and she goes off to be a therapy horse. So hopefully, of course, Chad, I'm like, hey babe. So I think I'm just gonna donate magic. Instead, he's like, what? But the, <laughs> we just, but what about, you know, selling her? And I was like, yeah, no, th- I think this is better. Really? So you're just, you don't want to sell her? He's like, can we, can we at least try for a little while? I'm like, no, I'm going to try this <laughs> for her husband. He's like, all he sees is me just burn money. That's all I do. Here, here's a hundred horse. Chew it up. As you're sending up. him off for a month's training to for to be a pilot, to have hey, him slaving away in the cockpit. Do you know what happens when he leaves town? I ac- acquire animals. I know. So this might this might be a, the first time a reversal has ever happened. Oh, that's true. But usually See? you acquire animals and have to pay a little bit. Or no, you don't have, you usually have to pay a little bit to acquire them. You have to pay a lot for the vet bill after. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's true. So this would be amazing if I could like have one yeah, less but horse. See, as the horse husband, I am thinking like he is thinking she is going to give this one away and going to have two more by the time I get back in 30 days. Actually, I already have a new border. See, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> I have 10 horses and eight stalls right now. There we go. See, I knew. <laughs> why did I know that was going to be the answer? Yeah, well, she, this horse is getting vetted tomorrow, so we'll see if it stays. <laughs> Our first guest today has been on the show before. She's an author. And, you know, last year, Jamie, you, it seemed like last year we covered more natural disasters between horrible ones, too, between hurricanes and fires and you know, we had Irma last year, which evacuated the whole state of Florida. We had the terrible fires in California. We had floods. We had we had uh, we had blizzards. I mean, it was just everything last year. And we talked a lot about preparedness and planning and and that kind of thing. Well, Victoria Bielek, who is an author, decided to uh, do something about that and really make a manual that helps all of us prepare because sometimes you just don't know what to do. And th- when people don't know what to do, what do they do? Nothing. So, yeah. Victoria, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Good morning to the both of you. I hope you're doing well. We are. We are. And of course, you've been on about uh, what you've done a, some comedy things in the past, and we've had you on about some of your comedy books. So, this is really a step in we the have. opposite direction, isn't it? Well, it is. And I don't know, I have, it was a while ago, but we talked during an interview about the Thomas fires when they had occurred. Right. It was just about that time, if I remember yeah. right. Yeah. It was. It was. There was a lot going on that at that point. So what made you yes. want to do uh, a a booklet, a book on called Plan, Prepare, and Implement? Was it those fires? Was it the... What was it? Well, it, it was. 
I have been, I've been doing these clinics and seminars for emergency evacuation planning for, I don't know, for just over four years. And they've been very successful. After the Thomas fire, they went screaming in popularity, which was great. And one of the things that I realized was that, you know, when you're trying, when you talk to people about planning and preparing and taking the steps so that you're ready ahead of time, it always seems like a job. People have a tendency to say, I'll do it later because it's not something that's seen as fun. Mm. So I redirected my clinics and still provided really good information and different techniques to planning for yourself and your horses and providing a checklist. But I added a lot of humor to it. And it totally changed the dynamic of the clinics. And people walked away feeling motivated and wanting to do something and wanting to start to take the steps to plan, which really is should be a year in advance of what your potential disaster could be. Um, my, the Everything I touch on is not just natural disasters. It's if something happens on the trail, if something happens at a horse show, if something happens on the highway. So it kind of touches on things that are applicable, universal. You mean and you don't start planning was, when like, the weatherman says you're going to have the hurricane tomorrow, you need to evacuate? Well, you know, if you have floaties for your horse and you're <laughs> teaching them and taught them how to carry a pack so that they have enough supplements on their back and it's watertight, you're totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, it was even but, le- it, it And in the fire situation, you know, some of those people had hours. I mean, it wasn't even days. It was hours. So that's right. Yeah, there was no that's way they right. were planning ahead right. or could, could even scramble. It was hours. Right. That's right. And when I talk about planning, um, even during my handbook, well, okay, so the handbook came about because people wanted me to come out and do clinics and seminars for them. But financially, it wasn't feasible because it was Arizona, Colorado, um, all these other states and some places just very far north uh, California. So I developed, I basically took what I do in my clinics and put it on paper. And even with the angle, it's like you don't have to, it's not just work, make it fun. But when it comes to planning, yes, you take a step, you start taking the steps immediately. And you do the things, you know, you say, get your neighbors and get your emergency contacts. Yes, but make it a social event. Have a barbecue, blend some margaritas, make it fun. And then that way people go into it going, okay, we know each other. We know what the plan is. And, and they say, wow, that was so much fun. And we're planned. You know, things like that. Training the horses. I have a clinic and I put it into my handbook. It's about hand, having the horses handle panic. So one of my examples is at one of my clinics, I actually had people play football around the horses. Not for real, but the horses were kind of like the footballs. One person was screaming, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my $3,600,000 million of hay. And they had to hand the horse off to somebody else who was panicking. The situations like that, they really occur. But when you're in a forum where people can make it fun, it just makes it a lot easier to learn. And it just, I've, I found it very rewarding and I put the handbook together just to make it easier for somebody to be able to refer to and to utilize as a tool to start now. Well, so I have people that come and buy four or five. Yeah. That's the hardest part is starting, right? I mean, it, it, what, usually once you get started on a project, then it, you're fine, right? So the hardest part is always doing the first thing. Once you do the first thing, usually steps two, three, and four 
just you, you're rolling and, and you're on it. So what is the first thing? What it what what can you say that would make it easy for somebody today to go out and do the first thing? Buy the book. That let's <laughs> let's start with that. Well, yeah, buy yeah. the book. <laughs> buy the book and then call me or email me and say I have all these questions. Please help me. And then I say sure. Well, I, there's okay. So there's two first things. So there's the horse first thing and the people first thing. The people first thing is to learn how to stay calm and make your contacts, your emergency contacts, and make sure you and those emergency contacts, I always say three people, and not geographically close because they're in at risk for that disaster as well, and stay in communication with them and have a clear plan. Okay, so Who let are me they stop you right there. There has to be an evacuation. <clears throat> I know what emergency yeah. contacts are for when you go to the hospital. What is an emergency contact right. in this case? Who are you talking about? Is that a dumb question? What kind of people are you talking about? No, no, okay. no, not at all. You are not talking about your spouse if they don't know anything about what they're doing. You are talking to people I resemble that, that remark, by the way. Your trailer. Yeah, I'm sure you do. We <laughs> talked about the cost of trailers. <laughs> Well, yeah, you talk to people that you trust with your trailers, your trucks, you talk to people that you trust with their animals and that you know can make the right decisions if you're not available. What if the animal has to be put down? What if the person can't take all the animals at the, on the first trip? Who are those people that you trust that could make those decisions and handle your equipment and are available? Those we, are your people. When, during Irma, you know, when pretty much the whole state of Florida had to deal with with evacuating or doing something, preparedness, right? Um, one of the things right. that we saw over and over again, and we had a couple of situations that I'm not going to point out individually, but we helped with, was they did not have a plan to get their horses out. They had no trailer. There was just no plan to get their no horses comment. out of areas that they really needed to get out of. And that, that was the scramble. And I think, you know, th that's a good first place to start is how do, how do I do that? What options do I have? Is there anybody I know? Um, just evacuation was one of the biggest problems we had. Yes. Yes. And the second biggest, so you have your people, you've identified who can help you. Make the plans ahead of time. Part two of my handbook is prepare. And that's when you start IDing your horses. If you can, that's when people should start finding places for their animals immediately and, and have those places identified during planning. So it's, it's two part. You can have everything ready, but if you don't take action, when you get that weather warning, when you know there's a heavy rains, a potential for a hurricane or a potential for flood, and you don't get your things ready at that point, it's going to be too late when it kind of finally happens. So I tell people, if you have a place to take your animals that are out of the area of the potential hazard, take them when you hear those severe weather warnings. And that way you're done. You can be ready to help other people, or you can sit back and calmly watch the TV and think, I am so glad I planned ahead. My animals are safe. And that's one of the biggest problems we had was the traffic was so bad getting out of the state that these horses yeah. were sitting in traffic at, you know, at five miles an hour yep. for 12, 14 hours in trailers. Um, it, it, yeah. You know, if you waited too long, you were stuck, too, <clears throat> uh, just trying to get that's out. That's true. Yeah. That's and gas true. was another problem yeah, we that, had. That's true. There was none. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and then during the prepare part of my handbook, I always say, fuel up your tr truck, do a quick... Uh, a service check on it, not service check, but do like a 10 point inspection 
angle it so that it's facing outward, hook it up if you can, put all your food and supplies in it, get your fire extinguishers in. There's a whole list of things to do the minute you hear the weather warnings. And again, my goal with the handbook, my goal with the clinics is to provide that information so that people know, but also set it up so that when it does happen, they are ready to go. And if they're ready to go and they've planned accordingly and they've trained their horses how to handle themselves around completely crazy people, and I'm usually an example because I'm crazy and hyperactive, um, then when the time comes, they're ready. And there is nothing that makes me happier than having somebody come to me after a disaster and say, hey, we had everything together. That reminds Thank me, you. I just wrote you know, we down, our ID I just wrote down buy spare gas tanks because that's something we didn't have. So I just wrote that down and I haven't oh. done that yet. So I'm going to do that. That's and fire extinguishers. Fire extinguishers. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Fire extinguishers. Very important. And snacks for you in your vehicle. So important. Mm. So many people forget that. Don't worry. Glenn is yeah. not going to forget the snacks. No, I, that's the one thing I would remember <laughs> is the food for me. That's, I'm never going to forget the food for me. That's for darn sure. Let me remind myself to feed myself. Yeah, he's got that one down. We're good. What's the one thing? Okay. Well, I'm right there with you, so don't worry about it. When you do the I'm clinics, right what you. are the recurring things that keep people keep telling you? What is the thing that you hear over and over and over again? Two things. I hear very often, I don't have anybody I can trust. Mm. And my response is, well, go socialize. Socialize in your community. Get on Facebook. And get to know people. Get out there. Get that, get that social bug in you. Move in and go ask somebody out for sushi. Uh, the second thing is trailer loading. Trailer loading issues. I'm not a trainer anymore. So I don't even try to do trailer loading clinics. But I can tell people that, you know, by putting together the time, again, make it a social event, get different types of trailers and do rotating training, bring in a trainer. Now I can tell people how not to do trailer loading. And that's part of my clinic. I have somebody stand towards a trailer and we'd get that butt rope and one person stands on one side and one person stands on the other. And I pretend they'll be the horse and I conveniently move over to the side and kick one of the people <laughs> because that happens. <laughs> So I would say trailer loading and I can't find anybody that I can trust are the two main things that I hear very often. Well, I can see that because like in our neighborhood, we have 400 little farms and probably 75% of them have horses and probably 90% of those horses have don't, don't get touched. They're just out. They're pets and guarantee they haven't been loaded in 20 yeah. years. Oh, they're done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and if the emergency services had to come and help load those horses, those horses wouldn't get loaded. No. A lot of people don't realize that if an agency comes out to help evacuate an animal, they are on a very limited amount of time. Very limited. I think it's like five to ten minutes. That's an interesting. Gonna, I like the trailer loading party. Jamie, animal. you could hire yourself out to do trailer loading parties all across the country and make a fortune. I'm telling you, I th I told you that the best idea I've ever had is to go to horse shows and just wait around till it's over. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Twenty five exactly bucks, right. I'll help you load your horse. Twenty five, please. Hundred dollars, I'll help you load your horse. What a hundred fifty? Worth it. <laughs> That's a great idea, though. Yeah, but I'm a big advocate of taking the time and bringing in a professional trainer to help with trainer loading clinics. And we do the clinics where in the morning we'll do you know disco one hundred and one with the horses and duck, duck horse. And, 
it's really, I mean, the bottom line is, the bottom line for me is to provide the material to help somebody plan and prepare. But also the message is, is that if you take the time to do this in advance, realize it's not a job and it can be really, really fun. You're, the, the end result is calmness and it's calmness from the, from the owners and it's calmness from the animals because you've taken the time to prepare them for an emergency. And if you've done that, even if there's a non-natural disaster emergency, you're prepared for that as well. Because if you can't stay calm, your horse hasn't been, or your livestock hasn't been able to stay calm or been trained to stay calm, the outcome is always much worse. Horses mirror your adrenaline. It is just a fact. So, yeah, keep yourself You know what? You know what? (laughs) That is so true. Because during my clinics, I always ask for very reactive horses very reactive horses. And I had a lot of problems finding horses that when I'm walking calmly one minute and kicking into the staying alive dance, the next they I want them to react. I want them to go, Whoa, I'm out of here. I don't like staying alive. And a lot of horses just kind of look at me and go, you gotta be kidding me and pin their ears back. And I told my friend, I said, what's going on? And she said, you're calm. They can tell. So I switched it out a little bit and I started at a lower level and I have now different people that handle the horses that suddenly have this outburst of energy. And I use it by music. I seriously, I play staying alive during my clinics. I think that's wow. great. <laughs> I think yeah. That's fun. Except for it's a terrible song, yeah. but go ahead. Whatever. <laughs> it, it is, but it's such a great song to dance to because you wave your arms and everybody knows that stay in a life song. Come on, you guys, you're pretending to do it right now. And you know know what? You You could play almost any of the village people songs and have the same reaction, right? I mean, Oh my gosh, you're right. (laughs) YMCA. That's right. (laughs) All right. Where where can people, that's my bottom line message. Where can people find the book? Where can they find you if they want a clinic? Uh, And of course, if you want just some comedy too, you can, you can find her previous books, but this one's called plan, prepare and implement. And I think, Everybody should have a copy of it. Oh, thank you. It is, I have it linked through my website, which is victoriabalic.com. And that's where I have my other book as well, the totally non-emergency related, this is what stupid people do. Um, sorry, I didn't say that out loud. That's on victoriabalic.com, B as in boy, E-E-L-I-K. And you can also find the plan, prepare and implement handbook directly on Amazon. And Jennifer, if you could link to that on our Horses in the Morning page, and we'll also put it in the show notes today as well. Thank you again for coming on. We really appreciate it. And thank you for writing this book uh, at an opportune time, because it it really is needed by everybody, as we learned last year. There wasn't any part of this country that wasn't affected by something. So, um, Yes, that's so true. And you know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to write another book just so I can have another interview. There you go. (laughs) And we'll have you back. Thanks, Victoria. (laughs) Thank you both. Have a great week. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. But wasn't it true last year? It did seem like all we were talking about was disasters of some kind or another. I think it's just, it's just something always rolling through, you know, look at all the rain that the Northeast has had and then it's just been constant. So it's just, it's like, it's part of life or something. Fires and just a mess. Yeah. Yep. Well, now we're going to... Do you want to go right into uh, First World Problems? Are you ready? Let's do it. First 
Well, remember, if you have a first world equestrian problem or an equestrian problem, it is first world. That's the first thing uh, where we live and how we live. Your problem is not really a problem. However, when you're in the middle of it all, Glenn, these things are big problems. Okay. So I'm not downplaying how the problem makes you feel. So I'm going to exploit it though. All right. So. But you really are. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Uh, so here's the deal. The auditors I post on the Horses in the Morning Auditors Facebook page. What is your current equestrian first world problem? And these are what came up. And I, I, I was a little late in the game. I only posted it like this morning at about 5 a.m. So sorry. 5 a.m. my time, which is. 8 a.m. your time. Oh, my gosh. Okay. First one comes from Elizabeth. Elizabeth, the touch ID on my phone never works for me because I'm a horse chick and my hands are always dirty. (laughs) You know, or wet. If your hand's a little bit wet, that fingerprint thing does not work at all. Suck your thumb for a minute and then dry it off. You'll be fine. (laughs) Um. Lindsay says, my husband and I have to build a dry lot because his horse is such an easy keeper. And it like started destroying grazing muzzles because she's trying to impersonate a blimp. Oh, I love having easy keepers. <laughs> Just when you, you know, buy the feed. The muzzle problem is a problem. They do seem to destroy them. Oh, Scooters the same way. Oh, poor Glenn. Uh, Chantel says, I have to wait until July to start my dressage lessons because my trainer that I chose is like trying to better herself and finish nursing school. What's wrong with that woman? (laughs) God, doesn't she know you're waiting? (laughs) Hello. Priorities here. Priorities. Chris says, I can't ride my horse for three days because I have to go to Orlando for a conference for work. I mean, I guess I won't die since there is one session on technology in the equestrian world. Oh, but I have to go to a private Justin Timberlake concert. (laughs) Oh, my God. Where I'm getting on a plane. I'm getting on a plane, Chris. Coming. Kayla, who just recently announced on the Horses Wait in the Morning you're on just the page. Reco- you're still recovering from your last concert last week, I saw. I don't think I'll be on Justin Timberlake's tour bus, though. <laughs> no, I don't think you will, actually. <laughs> well, my brain still hurts from that. Oh. And it's not that I drank that much. It was just the mix of drinks that I drank. <laughs> don't mix booze, people. <laughs> don't have any more than two alcohols. You're supposed in to learn night. that when you're 18. God, what's wrong with me? Hand it to me. Sure, I'll drink it. Why not? God. Okay. Kayla, speaking of uh, drinking, not drinking, Kayla is pregnant. And uh, she said that this kid in my belly is making me too nauseous to go ride my pony. Try my first trimester, second trimester, you'll be okay. Jenny uh, says, the weather was so perfect for riding this weekend, but I had to spend it at a Dan James clinic. <laughs> Jenny, oh my god! I saw her I post pictures. Clinic. I want to have her come out. I want to have her come on and talk about that. What's that clinic like? Is it awesome? Leslie says my daughter has riding practice tonight for her 4-H club at the local fairgrounds. But I want to ride, too. So do I just bring her main horse or a backup horse for me to ride or both her horses and another one for me to ride or just be a mom and not think of myself? Don't be a mom. Think of yourself. And how many horses did your spoiled ass child have? What? (laughs) (laughs) 
If your daughter has a main horse and a backup horse for 4-H and then you have a horse too, y'all living well. All right. Samantha says, I just completed an event last weekend and now I'm getting ready to go to Memphis to show again in a side saddle class. Oh my God, I'm so busy. (laughs) (laughs) Catherine, I I didn't pre-read these just so you know, I'm just going through it. So if I swear, it's just whatever because it's in there um Catherine says i made myself a nice dinner and i poured myself a glass of wine i even set the table with a placemat and a cloth napkin and everything but before i could sit down at the table to enjoy it i had to reach down the back of my breeches and get the hay out of my underwear (laughs) ah Maybe try taking a shower before dinner. Just saying. You know what? If you're making a fancy dinner, you probably should take a shower. Yeah, However, that was my I, first thought, actually. The tickling... Glenn, turn your, turn your headphones off. Okay. The tickling of hay in your cleave when you're... It's trapped in your sports bra. I don't have cleave, but like I have this abyss of space that hay just lodges. And I just... Uh, I can't stand it. It makes it crazy. Uh, Mary says, I went on an organized ride yesterday, and it would have been a great ride for the old horse because it was an easy distance and easy terrain, but my young horse never gets to go out with other horses. So I was like trying to decide whether I should make the right decision and be responsible, and it's killing me. Like, and you know where Mary lives? At the base of the Tetons. Oh, so, really? I don't Yeah. <laughs> Um, Allison says, I am ready to move up a level in eventing, but that means the show fees are going to like so increase because they're not expensive enough. You got to add. I got to tell you, that is a legitimate problem. I'm not going to think that's a first world problem. That's like a legitimate problem. That is expensive. It is. And finally, Joy, she posted this the other day and then realized that this would be a really great first world problem. And I don't. I don't even, I don't even know what to say to you, Joy. (sighs) This is a real, it's a real problem. Joy says, so we recently moved into our new house. I'm loving it. The neighborhood is perfect. It's five minutes to work and it's a straight shot to where I keep my horses. And this morning I went out to walk my dogs and I find out that my next door neighbor is my ex boyfriend. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's just too random. Oh my god! That that's not real. She got that from a Hallmark movie. That's not. She real. She says she's like, I have to sell my house now. Got to sell it. <laughs> yeah, you do. You know what? Forrest Gump, run. That's what I do. You know what? Though my first thought was, neighbors never talk to each other anymore. Anyway, so she'll be fine. Burn it down. Burn it down. <laughs> I just thought. Because then know? she went on to post underneath it that it was like the bad boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like, like the bad. Can you imagine? I already, because I had a How really, random is really, that, by the way? That's awful. I had a really bad boyfriend in Kentucky, and I am terrified every time we go to Rolex and I'm going to see him. Okay. So I, I get the feeling. And then to have him, oh my God, what if you move next door to him? Ah! I, I'm, I'm out. See ya. Gotta go. How many Burn houses are there in the area she lives in? And how random is that? Is just like def- she should play the lottery today. Because that, 
you will lose the lottery because you lost it buying a house. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst. That's the worst. Oh, God, that's so awful. Now, one of the things uh, that uh, we were always told before we buy a place is go knock on the neighbor's doors and talk to them. She could have eliminated that right away by just doing that. Nobody does that anymore. Nobody does that. Because nobody, nobody answers their door anymore. So she wouldn't. Oh, you knock on my door. I'm like, I got, I got the gun. Yeah. I'm like, who's knocking? It's like, Amazon delivery. I'm like, okay. Phew. Okay. I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> Why is somebody knocking on my door? I have it all the time because people are always trying to sell me things or pave my driveway or ride horses. So yeah, it happens. Yeah. Or new windows. Oh my God. Yeah, Joy, bring your house down and run away. Sorry. That's my <laughs> advice. Joy. And if you want to hear Joy, she co-hosted a couple weeks ago while you were gone. So you can go back Isn't and take a she just to recently engaged too? Yeah, she's... So like, <laughs> her and her fiance, she's got an ex-boyfriend next door. I'd be like, how many people have you dated? Okay? How many ex-boyfriends do you have? Like The new, new fiance must be like, what is going on? And then she probably, oh God. I want to know what his opinion is. It'd be interesting know. to know what his opinion is. That's what I'm saying. Like he'd be like, seriously, can we not escape your ex-boyfriends? They're <laughs> next door. How many? You're such a hoe. <laughs> God, that's the worst. Oh God, that's the worst. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, Jennifer found some information. We were talking about dark horses before the documentary. And by the way, let me before she announces when it's going to be on this week. Let, let listen to this. In four races that became legendary. The race of the decade, easy goer against Sunday Silence. If you like horse racing, you had to like this rivalry because they were two hard horses who laid it down every time. The whole Sunday Silence easy goer story isn't just about two horses. It's about two brothers. Arthur was the black sheep in the Hancock family. When he got booted off of Claiborne Farm, it really hurt. Arthur bought this horse that nobody wanted for $17,000. It really was a soap opera type story. And then for it to play out the way it did. Sunday Silence, an easy goer. Photo finish. Nose is apart. I can't tell. He was a horse nobody wanted. I wasn't wanted. So we both were sort of in the same boat. Jennifer, when's it going to be on again? You found that listing, right? Uh, it's going to be, oh, no, I see. It's June 6th and June 8th. All right. So check your, uh, just go onto your DVR and record it. Just search for Dark Horses. It's going to be on NBC June 6th and June 8th. And then you can, uh, it's June 6th at 8 p.m., June 8th at 7 p.m. This is Eastern Time. And June 9th at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Oh, so three time. days. we got three A's. Yeah, yeah. So there's three separate times that it's going to be on. Uh, just go on and DVR it. You're going to probably end up watching it twice anyway. So uh, wow. definitely. Did that give you goosebumps just hearing that? <sighs> Yes. <laughs> All right. It is time for Leslie. Let me see if I can get her on here, Jamie. Okay. Leslie hasn't been on in a couple of weeks either. I know. I've missed her. Why don't you introduce her for new listeners? So Leslie Wiley is goddess divine. She is the she is the brains behind Horse Nation and the words behind a lot of eventing nation. And she's just the queen of the nations. And she also is an amazing previous contestant in the Mongol Derby. That's right. She was in the Mongol Derby. So without further ado, uh, bring her on. And see now if we were a really good program, she'd be there waiting. Oh, no. All that. She's she not answering. <laughs> so she 
was goddess divine. Now, now we're. She's I don't know what she is. Now we can't get a hold of her. She, <clears throat> it's showing she's there, but we'll we'll try her again. Leslie's only been coming on our show for seven years now. There he was. Leslie, are you there? Jen, I have a question while Glenn's working on that. Yes. I, I'm, I'm, uh, as what I do like during the show when, when Glenn talks is I online shop. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing the same right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> okay, see, Glenn, you, you need to step it up. All right, so um, I think, have you ever ridden in gloves where the, like, I was looking up riding gloves and those fingertipless gloves came up and you could control your phone while riding. Why do we need fingertips on our gloves? We don't, do we? Well, not really. Unless you live in Alaska. (laughs) Then I could do the buckles. Yeah, but I just do it for sun. Um, I could do the buckles of the put the gloves on and actually like be able to adjust my bridle and all that. Because are you looking at at like bicycling gloves that only come halfway down? Yeah, Yeah, pretty. I'm in. I'm I'm doing it. I'll give you guys a review. (laughs) And they come in really cool colors. Well, that's the best part. I know. Now, a right? lot of them are padded in for bicyclists, so keep that in mind. You don't necessarily want the padding. Why you gotta? I'm just saying. Before you go buy a twenty dollars pair of gloves, that a lot of the bicyclist ones are padded in the palms and the fingers and stuff, and that might you might find that annoying on the reins. Okay, I'll buy one pair. Okay, not twelve. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think we have Leslie now. What's hey up, guys. Girl? You missed your unbelievable introduction, by the way, just so you know, you may want to go back. I did use the term (laughs) goddess divine. Okay. So. (laughs) Wow. What did I do to deserve that? Uh, I don't know. I just, I think you you guys highlighted her and her, her helmet wearing uh, expertise on, on horse nation. And she's still bragging about that, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because that was the hotness post that I was going for. Yeah, in a Walmart trying on ridiculous helmets. That's what I got famous for. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that and Chili One. Chili, I've been all over your website. I need some cash, man. I, I, Chili One International Lesson Horse. One of them. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, Chili. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yes, Chili. Oh. I, I gave him, since he has like little to no teeth, I gave him some mashed up senior just from you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a sweetie. I know. I know. So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so how, how have you been? I haven't talked to you in like a month. I know, right? I'm great. I'm great. Um, yeah, I just spent some time on the lake this weekend. Maril sunburnt. Ew. Amazing. Lake life. I've got like, I'm coming in Monday, like with this like lake life, like mindset. Are you a boat owner? No, you can't have a boat and a horse. <laughs> I was like, when <laughs> did you true. win the lottery? <laughs> there are boat people and there are horse people and they're both, uh, they're both dumb. <laughs> the best thing to do is have a friend with a boat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> so basically, these... the problem with boats is, is that they, when you go out on a lake and you're in a boat, it's really fun. You blast some music. You're out there. You're drinking. And then you have to pee. Uh-huh. And there's no bathroom on a boat. And I can't get in the water, so I can't go on boats. Oh I, yeah, I, I, it's been miserable, so miserable for me. I'm like, you like, I'm dying. I have to pee so bad. Get in the water. No, I can't. I'll get eaten. Yeah. 
I got to tell you guys, speaking of Walmart and lakes, at Walmart <laughs> right now, they have these like giant inflatable like unicorn Pegasus floats. I mean, like real big, um, like you could pit, fit like multiple people um, in in them. But uh, like, I mean, it's like second best thing to an actual horse, I think, is like a giant Pegasus float. Flip yeah. around on. I actually looked at that, and I think it was um, it would have taken up half my pool. <laughs> yeah. Huge. I'm like, so what are you, what are you gonna do with this? But, um, yeah, the, that's like a thing. Like, like that is like a lake life thing right now. Is like gigantic floats, like ducks, or, you know, I don't know. I've seen a lot of lot of interesting. You sound like know. you've been on the lake. You still like, get that like kind of lazy, yeah, whatever. Like Margaritaville. St- <laughs> blew on my flip flop, stepped on a pop top. Yeah, it's gonna be a good Monday. Did you um? Did you guys play the song? I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Because uh, you have to play that when you're on a boat. And I can't sing anymore because of the very potty words that are in that song. <laughs> I'm not actually familiar with this song. I'll have to. Oh, it's the same guy that did Dick in a Box. Oh. Well, <laughs> okay, you're going to do yourself a favor and look that song up on YouTube. I'm on a boat and it's the uh, something, but something boys. Lonely Island. Lonely Island boys. There you go. Wow. And we can't play it on the air, <laughs> but it's awesome. <laughs> These lyrics are deep. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me because I'm sailing on a boat. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Take a good hard look at the mm, mm, boat. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. I bet. Uh, So anyway, what's going on on Horse Nation, boat girl? Wow. Sorry. I'm distracted by these lyrics. They're pretty pretty amazing. Oh, you got to hear it. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Yeah. Not on the air, though, for sure. Yeah. Definitely um, not. Okay. So yeah, six ways well, to know was... that summer is coming. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, well, obviously, glove tans. That's yeah. one. Okay. Glove, so, glove let me ask you a question. Tan. Yeah. Speaking of gloves, because the glove tan is, thing is real. And... Uh, I'm I'm I just was looking for riding gloves on the on the Amazon. I was like, I'll imagine to Amazon myself some gloves because my other ones have a hole poked in them. And then I realized bicyclers have their fingertips exposed. Um bicycle gloves, you know how they have fingertips? Yeah. And we can actually wear our gloves and bridle the horses and use our phone. Is that like crazy? How no. crazy would that glove tan be? Is that a great idea? Why has nobody thought of this? I just invented it myself. <laughs> Go get you. Go make make that money. Make make <laughs> that paper. Get start the hey. gloveless tan, the fingerless tan, uh, fingerless glove revolution. Fingertipless glove tan revolution. <laughs> yeah, that's a hashtag waiting to happen yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah, man, right. that's brilliant. I got to tell you, I did. I have I've had to go to weddings the past two weekends, and it's been like a bad scene. I'm like, I can't wear that dress. Can't wear that dress. Can't wear that dress already. It's just yeah. like, that's why I had to go and get real sunburnt this weekend. So I don't have my farmer glove, my farmer tan glove, glove tan anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love these. Okay. So, so six ways to know, uh, six ways equestrians know summer is coming. Um, that sensation 
that you've wet your pants after you go for a bareback cool down. Yeah, I quit doing that a long time ago because the second you sit on your horse after you strip that tack off, it's just, it's sweating the hoo-ha. That's yeah. all you're going to get. Also, it's like like a few, you know, if you go do it in shorts and then you've got hairy, like it's like the inside of your legs are just like you haven't shaved in years. It's yeah. real attractive. I know. I the, the things <laughs> we did when we were children, very, very different than the things we do as adults. I'm like, oh, I'll give you a bareback cool down. Let me get my bareback pad. I need my bareback yeah, pad. Yeah. And you yeah. need the bareback pad. <laughs> and put a pad under the bareback pad so it's like nice and squishy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, the pit stains and sweat marks. Pit okay. stains and sweat marks. So I filmed a video. Uh, I went to try a horse for a client. And it was, it turns out it's like a 17 year old and it was really inappropriate for the client that I was trying for. But I thought, man, this would make a really nice therapy horse. So I start waving my arms around, like show, like showing a video on like how bomb proof this horse is arms in the air. Woo-hoo-hoo. I watched the video back. Oh my God. I got to throw that shirt away. The stains under the armpits. Were like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so, I was so embarrassed. I didn't know I had pit stains. Until I noticed it. Oh, it was terrible. So yeah, pit stains and sweat marks. And the picture you guys use is just fantastic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nobody looks like that. It's this, it's like, a is that Shakira? Out yeah. the, it's Shakira out in the river with some, with some horses holding on to some horses and, She's is it's definitely like white t-shirt contest. Yeah. It's not it's, what we look like when we sweat there. We, we don't look like that. That's what we think we look like, <laughs> but it's nope. definitely not what we look like. Uh, we have pit stains. Um so this And is, welcome uh, to Sexy is, Talk on a Monday morning here on yeah, already talked about hay and my cleave, okay? So <laughs> <laughs> uh the next one is the days are longer, but you still leave home before the sun rises and return long after it's gone down. Um, can I tell you that I'm like Chad's out of town and I've been the worst mom. I think Lucas has gone to bed two hours late every night because I've been riding. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll be I'll be mommy, you'll be back. <laughs> Here's the iPad. I'll I'll be back. Because it's too hot here to ride during the day. And so I'm riding right yeah. when the sun goes down. And then it's nine o'clock when I get in the house. I'm like, hey, yeah. you want dinner? <laughs> you hungry? It happens. I woke up this morning and just like freaked out. I was like, what time is it? It's like 645. I'm like, why is it so bright? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my world. We don't do the time change. So it's light at 5 a.m. Uh-huh. It's um, the farmer's tan and inverse glove tan. I love you guys actually put a drawn description like we needed mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Those dark coats and helmets or black leather chaps, long sleeve shirts, they're no longer a comfortable layer. No. No. I just and, hose myself down before. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, just hose it down. Just hose yeah. it down. Pressure wash hose it, it maybe. <laughs> and then the final one if you thought your clothes, hair, and car smelled bad in early spring, yeah, is nobody wants to get in your car mm-hmm. ever. No, 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 never. Hey, Lucas, why don't it's you funky. tell everybody say what happened last night when mommy put you to bed? He told me I stink and I need to go shower. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> Chad's teaching him right. Hey, when I'm not home, you yeah, tell mommy she smells bad. Here, come here, come here, come here. Mr. Glenn talked over <laughs> you. Come here. Come here. Come here. What smelled bad? 
My my mom's armpits. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah, your armpits smell bad, mom. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Uh-huh. Shower time. Hey, you guys, I've got a surprise. What's that? Well, you know, the Mongol Derby's uh, is the, I think it's like the 10th running of the race is coming up, you know, in August. Two months from And now. so I think for the, ne- for the next uh, few Mondays, or as often as I can muster, um, we're going to start interviewing uh, 2018 Derby contenders. Yay! Um, starting with, um, Horses in the Morning fan favorite. Devin Horn next week. Yay. Next Monday. So that's so cool. Now, are you gonna be okay talking to these people? Or are you gonna have like episodes of PTSD? <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing a little better. I've, I've had a lot of therapy since then. So <laughs> talk, yeah. oh, good. that leads me to my next question. We're gonna do because we have been following Devin. She's been on the uh our she's been on the stable scoop show once a month and we're following her progress. And of course she's going for the third time and hoping to win this time. Um, without killing herself. <clears throat> no pressure. God, she didn't... She puts that on herself. We're not putting that on Devin, are we, Leslie? Of course. No, <laughs> no she doesn't. No. No. You cannot but put pressure on Devin that she yeah. already hasn't done herself. Right. Uh, um, but we're going to do daily wrap-up shows again, and apparently, and I've been talking to the Mongol Derby people, and, and they might support that, like we did last year for you. Awesome. So I love the fact that we're going to meet more and more of them before then. Um, we're going to yeah. do Facebook Lives in the evening, kind of keep track of everybody. Um, and I was going to ask you if you'd join me uh, uh, one or two nights. And if it's too hard, then you don't have to. But uh, Of course. No, I can't wait. I've, I'm loving, I'm loving uh, the prospect of following the race this year from my couch with a glass of wine in my hand. <laughs> Make it much the easier. the exact opposite of... <laughs> last year so the only reason you'll be throwing up this year is if you drank too much that's what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) right right exactly (laughs) won't be because i ate some bad goat i can order you some fermented mare's milk if if you really want something to you know remind you of the time no too soon did you ever even have that over there i did actually had I actually, yeah, definitely did, like, on multiple occasions. And it was not that bad. It gets a bad rap. It just tasted kind of like, uh, like, like yogurt, beer. like melted yogurt with vodka, a splash of vodka in it or something. Mm, yogurt vodka, that's what I love. Every night I have that, that right before Yeah, we were just on a cruise. I ordered it every night. It was a specialty. Yeah. I'm like, still I'm holding out to tonight. <laughs> Let's get some yogurt vodka. I'm going yeah. out. <laughs> the official drink of the Mongol Derby 2018 will be um, will be fermented mare's milk, um, white Russians. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that sounds I'm fancy. Not getting nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so they they're changing it up this year too. Uh, from what I hear, the track is going to be different this year for the first time in a while. Oh, the t- I think the track is different every year. They you don't know where you're going. They just drive well, you out. Well, from what I'm somewhere. hearing rumors of, it's really different this year. Huh? Well, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's what I'm hearing. I mean, anyway, we're just going to take them and drop them in Russia or something. <laughs> yeah. See if you can get all across the border, you win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the Americans like, are going to be out. From, <laughs> yeah, we were actually not far from the Russia border last last year, but um, I know. don't go off course. Yeah, don't go off course. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be bad. And and what's on the other side? Is China on the other side? Yep. yep. That's right. China's, China's, yep. And we have such yep. good relationship with both of them right now. So, I yeah. Know. <laughs> it's a good, good, 
good place to be an American. <laughs> there are a lot of Americans. Let's talk a little bit about that. There's a lot of adventures going this year, right? There are. There's, um, yeah, um, I've been talking to a few of them and uh who we've who have we got here did you not um, talk them out of it yeah <laughs> i try i really did i tried <laughs> let me look let me look at my let me look at my little roster here um we got we got we've got one this is really cute it's um nikki merle smith and um her fiance Joel Shills are going to contest the Mongol Derby in lieu of their honeymoon. Are they going before or after they're being married? I think it's before, which so it's a pre-honeymoon. I was going to say but, that'll determine whether this marriage is going to go forward or not, won't it? Yeah, yeah. If they can survive it, I think they'll they'll probably be okay. But it's real cute. It's really cute. I, I met up with those guys. They're adorable. They have a lot of um, spunk. And they're good riders. Uh, Nikki's, you know, competed through two-star level, I believe. And, um, and uh, so Joel's just got to keep up. But they've got, when, if, so instead of like having a registry, because like who even needs like a bunch of crap from Bed Bath & Beyond? Like they've got, they're um, like dedicating their entire wedding registry to the um, official Derby charity Corps. How cool is that? And they have a Facebook page too. I follow it. Um, it's called Married to the Married, Mongol Derby. Married to the Mongol Derby, yeah. yeah. Yep. And then we've got another journalist this year. We've got um, who is also an inventor, uh, Jocelyn Pierce. She is an editor at Parts Gorsman. So she's going to be, she's sort of writing about her journey there, and then she'll be writing about it. That's going to be an amazing cover story afterward. Um, yeah, for better so, or worse, it'll be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think I'm doing like little daily recaps for Pratt's Gorsman um, during while that's happening. So, yeah, I met up with her recently. She's 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 like she, she's tough. She'll be she'll be OK. Um, we got Maddie Smith, who's back for her second attempt after I think she made it to day two before she got. Well, she doesn't really remember what happened, but she got real concussed and woke up. Um, with a uh, IV in her arm. Oh, and uh, with the the, I guess she she did press her SOS button at some point during her, um, uh, and got the and the doctors got there pretty quickly. Um, she threw up on herself, had to drop out of the race, but she she like loved it. Oh, and that's so much fun! I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> She's coming back for more. <laughs> Game over. Can't stop Maddie. <laughs> Man. <laughs> um, yeah, we got Devin, who's the ripe old age of 24 now. She's um, she she also ran her first like 100 mile ultra marathon this past year, which is bonkers. With her so dad. this should be with her dad. Yeah. So this should be no big deal. No. Um, and who else have we met? Um, you know, I was looking at the occupations of a lot of the Americans, too. And boy, there's, first of all, the age range. We have Carol. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Federati? Feder? Federati? Mm -hmm. She is 58 years old, and she's a government lawyer and endurance rider. And she also has done ride and tie. So I think, you know, at 58, she's going to have a pretty good handle on how this works. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah, different age got, ranges. Who else have we got? We've got a small animal vet. Tamara Beckstead, she's our Canadian. 
Um, we've and got Pamela Carner, sixty-four. She's a was a retired large animal vet, and she's mm-hmm. practiced over thirty years in in New York, and she's an endurance rider and stuff. But uh, sixty-four, heroic man. <laughs> Good for her. I think actually Devin's one of the youngest, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about this? We've actually got some multiple vets from the U.S. going, which is great because that really does horse horse management really does tie in to you know um, those penalties can stack up and and uh, just do knowing you, horse and do you do you read any of these and go oh god that person's never going to make it? <laughs> I do not. Uh-huh. I'm an optimist, I believe. <laughs> you got some tough ones. I'm looking at this Matthew Graham you have on the page, too, at Eventing Nation. He's a mechanical engineer, a yoga teacher, freelance outdoors and adventure writer. He's a hang glider pilot, a paraglider pilot, a scuba diver, a rock climber, a skier, a sailor, a paddler, and a cyclist. Bragger. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, and what a story too. He so he lost so he and his his um, wife, who's the one who started started him riding horses because it was her favorite sport. Um, And they rode together and uh, played polo together when fox hunting. Um, And then she she passed away in a freak hang gliding accident two years ago. Wow! And um, he's competing the in the race in honor of her. Wow. Uh, wow. Love of horses and her spirit of adventure. How great is that? Oh, wow. Aww. Wow. There's a story. Aww. Way to suck it down there, <laughs> Wiley. Jeez. Wow. Sorry. Okay. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> On that Make note. Cry. God. So cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, everybody's money is on Devin because she's kind of got a lot of the experience, but it is amazing how many eventers are. It's like they didn't listen to you. Didn't anybody listen to that show last year? (laughs) They're just like, if that girl can do it, we can. (laughs) What a whip she is. (laughs) Have you talked to any of them and and told them about your experience? Have any of them reached out to try? Remember how you were like looking for people to ride with and to to gain experience? Have have they, they reached out to you at all? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been, um, I've been talking to like all those folks that I sort of brought up first. Um, I just like sent my GPS, um, uh, navigator, put it in the mail to Jocelyn Pierce and, uh, some tiny rolls of duct tape last week. Um, so that's already got some good, because as as many things as I screwed up last year, I didn't, didn't get lost. So that was, that was amazing. So it's got some, my navigators, uh, got some good, um, good Mongolian karma. Now, do you, do you tell them, don't get off the horse or do you yeah. just let them have their own stirrup gate? No, I mean, I think I, I'm sure that people told me not to get off the horse too. And I just <laughs> didn't listen. You know. In the moment you kind of forget all that crap, don't you? Yeah. 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 Like, God, this guy's so calm. I'm just going to get up and take off my, no, there he goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to doing some Facebook lives with you. It's going to be talk about a you know the world is a circle. Uh, you help or Devin helped me cover you last year, and now you're going to help me cover Devin this year. So, oh, I love it. Yeah, and we'll have to get her her boyfriend on and talk to him too. And uh, I'd love to get your husband back on one night just to talk about what his thoughts were as a horse husband and what you know mm-hmm. what the husbands are all going through. He was such a big help and came on a couple 
couple nights last year while you were out. Um, yeah. And did you ever did you ever want to go back and listen to any of those? Did you ever? Yeah, you know, I don't think I ever. I never did. Um, I don't blame but, you. But uh, I think <laughs> maybe now this year. Maybe now I'm, I'm ready now. But well, yeah. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you and following. It was so much fun to follow everybody's progress and to follow the updates and, and, and the whole thing. So we'll look yeah. forward to doing that again this year. Yeah, totally. In August. Coming up. In August. Coming Not too up. far away. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Leslie. Horse Thanks, Nation Leslie. and EventingNation.com. All talk, right, Talk you to you next week. All right. Stay cool. Love right. you. Mean it. Mwah. Mean it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Now, were you surprised? Were you surprised? Because, you know, she did have a tough time after all of this. And I think time heals wounds. And I think that's partly what's happened. And she did get some professional help, too, which she talked about in the show. That's not a secret. Um, But, you know, I was almost afraid to ask her about that because I wasn't sure. But then when I saw she wrote this article about it, I was going, okay, well, maybe she's dealing. Yeah, maybe she's going to be. She's all right. She's moved past it. All right. I I have got to get out of here. I have a child that is making me very happy right now (laughs) that means it's time to go (laughs) take a deep breath (laughs) all right i have an announcement about shows tomorrow emily is uh still having issues with her her noggin from from having uh, been hit a few times and cracked a few helmets and she's uh she's being a little slow right now she said so we're not going to be having emily on tomorrow we will be having a new show for you though it'll be a normal horses in the morning not a special jumping episode so we will have a new show for you tomorrow with lots of cool guests so look for that tomorrow and the rest of the week is pretty normal a new change for thursday uh the driving radio show for right now is being put on hold and instead we're moving it to horses in the morning we used to have the draft horse edition the first thursday of every month and for a very reasons they can't do that right now so wendy is moving to the first thursday of every month and we're doing a driving episode okay i was wondering what your announcement was i didn't hear so so i'm not fired or anything no no wendy's moving from the driving radio show to once a month here on horses in the morning and a change that we're making we'll talk the first half of the show about driving but then she's going to take it'll be a much longer episode so she's going to take the second half of the show will all be about traditional chinese medicine so awesome. we're going to have a longer segment on the health part, and we still will be talking about driving. We're just moving it to horses in the morning the first Thursday of every month, and the driving show will kind of be put on hold uh, for various reasons that we talked about in the last episode of the driving radio show. So if you want to go take a listen to that, you can. Uh, but otherwise, get your ads into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Really bad ads will be coming back this week. So, uh, And I know you did them while we were gone, so keep your ads coming in. We appreciate it. I also have some bad advice for horse people. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. Coming up? Oh, God. I have so many stored. (laughs) I've been saving them. It's just, I can't believe that. Uh, All right. It just keeps going. It's like bad ads. Like people just keep writing stuff and they keep like, no, but you guys haven't figured it out yet. Come on. (laughs) All right. All of that coming up this week on Horses in the Morning. All right. Spay, neuter, geld. Go tape Dark Horses. Go to your DVRs right now. Oh, thank you for reminding me. DVR, Dark Horses. 